Good morning everybody and welcome back to another episode of Brew with Memory and today we are going to, uh, as promised, um, talk and taste about our uh, new drop, our second new drop, which is uh, the Benkogotiti coffee, the natural uh, Ethiopian um, coffee that we just released um, a week ago. And so we're going to start by a little bit of background and on why we source that coffee and what makes this coffee unique as natural coffee. And then we're going to do simple, uh, simple brewing technique and a small adjustment, especially on, on natural processes to show you how to get the best of this coffee. So when it comes to natural uh, Ethiopian, it's usually kind of the coffee that makes... Um, coffee people get into specialty coffee because it's so fruity, so sweet without anything added to it. And it usually blow uh, someone's mind uh, when they taste uh, those Ethiopian coffees. Now, when you start getting into, uh, into coffee and getting more interested in, in, in uh, natural processes, wash processes, you tend to realize that slowly all those natural processes have um, very similar characteristics, if not sometimes taste the same all the time. And I really wanted to have unique profiles, whether it's from Ethiopia or not. That's why one of our most popular uh, natural coffees that is almost sold out is the um, Ayarza wine series from Guatemala because it literally people didn't expect um, that flavor profile from a Guatemalan coffee that is really, really close to a, um, a kind of whiny Ethiopian uh, coffee that we can find on the Hara region sometimes. Now, for this one, it's the same thing. I really wanted a um, uh, two things here. One is a filter coffee that can have a very juicy, fruity, and floral cup. Something that is really um, kind of summer, summery, sort of. Uh, with keeping that natural high sweetness. So I really wanted a, a natural coffee, but feels like a honey or washed. And that was really tough. It took me a lot of, lot of tasting to find a coffee like that. Um, and that's personal, I would say personal uh, choice. Because um, I can obviously uh, roast this coffee to push more of the sweetness, but then I'll have a quite a mellow uh, acidity and as you know, I always want a balance of body, acidity, and sweetness. So that's on the filter side. On the, um, on the uh, espresso side, because I also offer this profile in espresso and filter, I wanted a coffee that um, can be paired with milk and have a very, like, uh, children's memories of um, strawberry milk taste. And believe me, this coffee with milk is very delicious. Um, I like I like I like a lot of uh, naturals when it comes to um, to making milk beverages because you can really get the coffee through the milk, even with larger lattes or cappuccinos. I often do flat white or or cortados, which you feel you can taste much more of the um, of the coffee, but. With even larger drinks, uh, you can uh, you can get it. So, 
Bangkok Gotiti um, has the same kind of program as Gute Soru, meaning that uh, by working with SNAP, the exporter and uh, collaborative coffee source, our importer here in the U.S., the uh, washing station is directly supported by the smallhold farmers. And th- that, is, that is something really, really important. I always emphasize that. There's no middleman between those washing stations and the farmers so that the farmers can really benefit from the culture of, um, of their crops. And they have access to, to all, those, um, all those amenities in the washing stations. And so for this, um, this coffee... Um, this coffee uh, has been dried on a natural or dry process, 22 days on raised beds. Um, the soil is quite uh, you know, heavy forest and red. It's higher elevation, so we are 2,000 and 2,300 meters above sea level. And that coffee really, uh, because it's a Dega variety as well. So as I mentioned uh, on the previous one, um, you can check out the Agute Sodu podcast when I introduce the Dega Verti, which is a heirloom Verti. Um, but when you make it uh, unnatural, you really have a, um, the same, a florality. It's, it's very tough to get floral uh, notes out of uh, natural coffees. But for that one, we, uh, we sort of managed it. It's, it's, a, it's a secondary flavor, I call it, meaning that it's not the first thing that comes uh, to your nose or your palate. But after the, the blackberry, raspberries, a little bit of orange, clementine, then you start having some floral uh, notes along with a vanilla uh, sweetness on the, um, on the finish. So let's now, um, before brewing, a bit of, of, of transparency details. So this is a grade one variety. It has some uh, chipped, uh, just one chip defect. Um, we bought it uh, for four, uh, $4.90 per pound. And the cherry paid for the farmer was about $2 per pound. With then the processing, export, and logistic and transport, transportation uh, that cover up uh, um, the remaining cost. And we have uh, a lot. We have three, three to four bags of, um, of this coffee. This is an 89 point. Um, coffee and uh, we should now start grinding so um, for that coffee uh, for natural coffees I like um, I like really having a slightly stronger uh, ratio not too strong but just um, just having like a nice strength uh, is really um, you can really feel uh, all the sweet aromas and the complexity of the coffee. When it's too diluted, um, you won't get as much complexity and uh, like the wow factor that you can have with just a little bit, just a little bit stronger, uh, stronger note. Not, not too strong either. So. Uh, in our brewing recommendation, I use 17 grams for 250. That's a 1 to 15 ratio. But now I want to make it a little bit kind of moist in the morning here. So I need a little bit more coffee. Um, so I'm going to use 21 grams for 300 milliliters. Um, Pouring-wise, I'm going to split the pour into, uh, into four. 
with uh, the traditional classic bloom. A little bit longer bloom, uh, about 40 seconds. And then um, do three pours until uh, kind of three equal pour, equalish. Uh, pour until uh, 300 grams of, um, of water. And so grind size, I'm aiming for here. That's what I like about this coffee. If you, are, if you want really that juiciness, uh, those berries and floral notes, um, use 198 degrees Fahrenheit and aim for maybe two minutes and a half, three minutes. If you want more of the vanilla and the uh, and just the berries, then you can use. Um, oh, I forgot my, to turn on my kettle. You can use uh, 200, 200 degrees, and aim for three minutes or three minutes and a half of the total extraction. So here I'm going for it's the morning. So I'm going for a little bit more. Uh, kind of sweetness and uh, vanilla aftertaste. Uh, you get the vanilla aftertaste a lot in the espresso profile. Uh, and maybe in the afternoon I will uh, focus more on uh, or try the, um, the kind of lighter version. This coffee is also very good in um, with uh, with Aeropress, sorry, so as immersion style. Um, and in the immersion style, you really, really get like super sweet uh, note so I'm using a Comandante about uh, 30 clicks uh, which is kind of fine to medium more medium-ish and I'm just gonna use a um, origami with a flatbed like a Kalita wave or flatbed uh, filter I um, noticed that with this coffee, you will also get more of that vibrancy, the floral notes that I was talking earlier with the lower temperature. Uh, when you use a V60 or cone-shaped or any kind of cleaner sort of uh, style, you get more balanced sweetness and body with a bit more cone-shaped and a bit slower drip. Let's call it that way. I still have to to record and, and do the experimentation on on a different filter, uh, filtration method because, for example, for the V60, I do have three different, actually four or five different kind of of filters from Hario, Cafec, Sibirist, and one is like a slow uh, slow drip, one is a fast drip, and one is a classic one. So, based on the coffee you have kind of one filter can also be super important and I think that it's gonna be the next trend uh, and uh, and people will try to to really get the, the filter that, that that create the best brew without choking because it is quite frustrating to have a nice brew and at two minutes and 20 seconds seeing you um, you brew getting chocked or clogged yeah clog is a better better word so when you smell first the coffee is really very straightforward but what i like here is that you really can um, um smell the 
blackberries and raspberries um, versus a traditional strawberry that you will always smell. And uh, that's also why I almost always or try to source first grade um, Ethiopian coffee. It's for the flavor, flavor clarity and a clean cup. For me, it's super important because I do like uh, to recognize and taste flavors. Coffee uh, sensory is quite hard and I don't want you to struggle finding what is on the um, on the bag. It should be easier and straightforward. So I really do my best to source the coffee that can be um, easily recognizable. Uh, before we start brewing, let's talk a little bit about the roast. So for that one, I um, for natural process, usually I use a slightly uh, lower batch size. Um, yeah, lower batch size and a bit more air. Um, the reason being that I was just taking a little bit of my notes on this on this roast. Um, the reason being that natural processes can get darker and fly off the curve really quickly, so it needs a lot of a lot of attention. Also, this is a Dega variety, and if you observe the um, the green bean, they are larger. That was the first thing like, that, that that warned me. Usually, um, that surprised me. Usually, like Ethiopian coffees, you have those little uh, kind of little beans. Uh, they call it the chicken eye sort of, um, or, chicken, or like the, the uh, black eyed beans um, sort of uh, color. But those Dega varieties, they were a little bit larger. So I, what I did basically is uh, I took the intel from the Pacamara roast that I have, the Ethiopian hollow berry tea, and the natural process um, uh, from Guatemala. I mixed up all that knowledge and ended up with um, the burst curve for this roast, which is applying, uh, using lower uh, batch size, that's what I use usually for my um, my larger beans and natural processes because uh, you need you need more kind of um, more power more gas to uh, to get through the bean so you can either use more gas but if you don't have the capacity you can reduce the batch size that's what I did using a little bit more air because I noticed that with larger beans like especially pacamara you can have a lot of defect if you don't use um, a lot of air and also uh, using kind of a little bit lower um, charge temperature in order to once again avoid scorching uh, defects and then I really take my time to dry it uh, hit the first crack around 8 minutes and 45 seconds and then um, just uh, just leave it for maybe three, four more degrees and a minute and 15 seconds more. And then I just drop it. That's for my filter roast. My espresso roast um, is a bit different. I'm just blooming now uh, the coffee. My espresso roast is uh, usually heating the first crack around nine minutes. So I really, really take time to dry it. 
and um, and then I'll leave it for a minute 30, a minute 45 maximum. And with just three or four more degrees than, um, than the espresso profile, than the filter profile. I do not really uh, go further than that. It's still a medium um, profile for espresso uh, and needs some adjustment in terms of um, brewing and, and doses. Usually larger doses will do, also larger ratio, so, sorry, 1 to 2.5. That's what I usually um, use for this uh, profile. All right. And because it will, it will really give you um, the nice balance I'm looking for between the berries and the vanilla sweetness, sort of. Um, if you do the classic one to two, it may be a little bit harsh in the berries, uh, you know, the berries aspect. Yeah, and weight loss, we are about like 13% uh, weight loss. Um, it's still a light colorish, but not too, uh, too light either. And um, what else about the roast? That's about it. I like the moisture level of this, of this, of this coffee. It's about it's about eleven percent, um, which is which is for me very very good. I like I like slightly higher moisture levels, somewhere between eleven and twelve. Um, but obviously, for natural processes, it's very very hard to get moisture level because they are dry process right but having an 11 process because they control they precisely stop the um the drying at 22 days it really really gives you a very nice um very nice uh taste without producing any molds and uh being also consistent that's super super important now why between 11 and 12 that's just by by data and just by observing after almost 3,000 batches, I noticed that coffees that tend to have a slightly higher moisture always display this fruitiness um, and, and kind of florality. Like our Pacamara is about 10.8, which is perfect as well, uh, yet it's not... I mean, if you if you taste it side by side, you can really tell that the Pacamara from a sample that we have is really caramelly, sweet, and, and very syrupy uh, versus the Ethiopia Hollowberry Tea or Gute Soda we have that are much more fruity and floral. Obviously, moisture is not, it's not what, it's not everything, but it has also it, it, its impact. All right, so... I'm done about 3 minutes and 20 seconds here, which is uh, very good. Also, bear, bear in mind that the higher uh, your kind of dose, the longer it will take. So my uh, recommendation, my brewing recommendation was 17 grams for 250, which is usually only one serving and finishing within 3 minutes. But here I use 21 grams for 300 um, and I finish around 320. So... That's totally normal. And so when you smell it, you can really, really, really smell um, like the berries, the sweetness um, of the vanilla, which is a little bit under. It's not that powerful. 
Vanilla itself is not is not super super intense, so unless you have extract. So you here really have like a balanced um, uh, a balanced nose. Let me take a cup. This one. Right. Shouldn't do it now because it's super super hot. But let's. Rule of thumb, just double up. Um, a lot of people ask me uh, what is the best temperature. Usually, body temperature is very good to to start tasting. And you know, when you just brew, it, it's super hot. My rule of thumb will be um, to double up, meaning that if you finish your brew within three minutes, just start drinking at six minutes, and that way you don't have to think. And that's why I always let the timer um, on. Mm. It's super sweet, super mm. a lot of berries, um, a lot of orange, some floral note as well, which is which is very weird for a natural process, but it's really like super minimum and you can barely taste that one. And what I like the most is you got a balance. You got the slightly silky, so it's like a juicy plus. It's like a light to medium body. That's for the filter rose, right? Not the um, espresso. Um, the uh, the sweetness, which is almost obvious, but also the acidity. You can really feel a nice citric uh, acidity here. That's why I really like. Um, I really like this profile because you got both. You got the acidity, the sweetness, and um, and the body. Uh, the body is quite quite juicy and um, and the light and the light section. That's why it's almost like a, a wash. That's why I always say that. Um, I may try to uh, to extend that body and develop a little bit more um, the coffee, but. You know that in roasting, if you get more body, you'll get less uh, vibrancy and less kind of fruitiness. So it's a trade-off and I go by increment of a 10 seconds. So um, I actually started the, the profile at uh, basically the same uh, crack time, which is 8 minutes 45, uh, plus 1 minute. And I got really... Um, really nice fruitiness, florality, a lot of florals, uh, floral notes. Um, but my body was quite thin and uh, it wasn't balanced because it was too thin and I got sweetness, but mostly acidity. And then I extended for, for five seconds, five seconds, five seconds. And until now it's, it's really at that balance that I like the coffee for filter at one minute and 15 seconds. Uh, where I got really that juiciness, but also the sweetness and a bit of body. And um, I may want to extend it uh, for another five or 10 seconds, but then I will really lose quickly, very quickly, um, the, the sweetness and the fruitiness. So for me, I tried it at 1.30, even at two minutes, it was super bitter. And... Two minute development time on washed is almost normal. So 
That's why natural processes are quite different. And the good thing is that if you want more body, you can always um, catch it up sort of uh, in the brewing stage by using it immersion style, for example. I hope that was interesting. I hope you all learned something about our new Banco Gotichi coffee and uh, give it a try and let us know uh, what you think. Thank you very much. Next time we will uh, dive a little bit into the cascara and how we make those, uh, the cascara. And until then, um, take care and have a good day.